To venerate is to hold in great respect. This great nation of ours is filled with great people that have a story to tell. The Veneration Nation is a storytelling podcast. Storytelling from the distinguished and sometimes controversial members of our community. We will document the stories behind these great people. Join us, listen, and learn. Are you someone we need to talk to? Or do you have a suggestion of someone we should be talking to? Email us your suggestions to the Veneration Nation at Outlook.com. Now, the Veneration Nation podcast, based out of the great Pacific Northwest in Ording, Washington. Well, on the line tonight, we have a gentleman that I met about 20 years ago. Um, I think he was actually born with roller skates on his feet. I'd like to introduce everyone to Mr. Larry Patterson. Hello. How are you doing tonight, Larry? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing really good. Really good here. Good. So, so you have some history in the roller skating business, I understand. Yes. Share A some lot. of that. A lot? Okay. Let's share some of that. Well, let's see. Uh, let's go back to 1885 when my great-grandmother, great-great-grandmother, I guess it would be, she moved to Washington State and ended up between uh, Seattle and Tacoma, and I believe the area is called Buena Vista, which is not too far away from Redondo Beach, uh, if anybody's okay. familiar with Redondo. Uh she moved into the area and loved the area so much. She told her son that you need to come out. His name was my great grandfather, Charlie, and his son, Weston Betts. And so they came out to the uh, Tacoma area, uh, got off the train in Tacoma, and then went a little bit north and ended up at Redondo Beach. And uh, to make the story short, my grandfather built an amusement center uh, in Redondo right after World War One, He was in the war over in Germany and came back and decided to open up a recreation center. And he had a bowling alley, dance hall, uh, pinball machines right on the beach. And then he ended up buying some amusement rides like a merry-go-round, a uh, Ferris wheel, had it a park, and it ended up being a destination area for a lot of people in Seattle and Tacoma on the weekends to come out and have fun oh, on sure. the beach and ride sure. some rides. And well, about now, 19. Now I don't mean to interrupt you, but this is, this well, is, this is the building that uh, you can still Google and you can see some pictures of it. The Redondo yes. skating arena. Is that correct? Well, this was before it became a roller skating. Okay. Rink, okay. But it was a dance hall. And like I said, bowling alley, uh, we had pinball machines, uh, just a big amusement center had uh, dressing rooms on the bottom so people could get into their swimming suits and walk across the street into the beach at Redondo. And, okay. and uh, so in 1936, up on Pacific Highway, uh, somebody built uh, a dance hall called the Spanish Castle. And instead of people coming all the way down to the beach and go dancing at my grandfather's place, they all decided to start going to the Spanish castle okay. and people didn't want to dance anymore. So he is thinking, what am I going to do with this big dance hall? Uh, what can I do to, you know, make a business out of it? 
And my grandfather also had a grocery store next door. And the story was that I was told is that he bent over to get some rice out of a bag and scoop some rice out. And he raised his head up, bumped his head on a shelf at the store. First thing he saw was roller skates. Oh, boy. And he went, hey, I could turn that dance hall into a roller skating rink. So he grabbed my grandma. And uh, I believe it was my mom. She was the oldest of three kids. And they went to Tacoma and went to King's Skate Rink on Tacoma. It used to be on Pacific Avenue and talked to the owner. And uh, they decided that he could loan them some roller skates. And that's how the whole roller skating started in 1936 at my grandfather's converted dance hall into a roller skating rink. Okay, this is an awfully large, I'm looking at some old pictures. <laughs> this is an awfully uh -huh. large building. Well, it, it transformed a couple different times. If you look at the original pictures, it was originally three stories high. Yes, I see that. And my great-grandpa Charlie and my grandpa Weston, when they decided that it was too high of a building to try to walk up all those stairs to the third floor, they raised the building and took out the lower floor and then put the building back down so it was only two stories. Oh so the skating goodness. rink was on the second floor. Oh, now, my goodness. Take for granted that my great-grandpa only went to the eighth grade, and I believe my grandfather did graduate from high school, but they they could build stuff you wouldn't believe, and oh, uh, yeah. especially my great-grandfather. But uh, So they lowered it down to two stories, and then they started the skating rink, and then they actually enlarged it, and uh, I believe there was a pillar that was in a, one of the ends, and they actually took that pillar out and reconstructed it so the floor was clear span. And uh, they put some beautiful windows down the side so when people did couple skate, they could go over to the window and look out over the beach, and look at the beautiful Olympic mountains oh, sure. across the bay, sure. and uh, listen to the pipe organ music and the skating music with the pipe organ and and there's stories that people down in Redondo used to sit out on their decks and listen to the pipe organ. And my grandmother used to play that quite a bit. She was a, a pretty good uh, organist, I believe, at that time. I never got to hear her play, but I heard she was really good. So that was a pretty big thing uh, in Redondo is to sit outside and listen to the organ, organ music. Oh, sure. Now, so, now, yeah, now for, people, for people who know Redondo Beach as it is today, where okay. would this building have been? Okay, if you're familiar with Salty's Restaurant, yes, the main entrance would have been almost directly across the street. It would be on the southwest uh, corner of the lot is where the entrance was. Well, actually, one time it was in the center of the building, but then they moved it to the end. So where the Bayshore Apartments are, the two-story long, two-story apartments that are along the beach there, um, that's exactly where the skating rink was. Okay. 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 I'm, I'm, I'm looking at, I'm looking at an old photograph that's online that I believe the Salty's building and the pier that it, that, it, that it is on is actually shown in this old picture, this old overhead picture with the, yes. with the, with the, the rink across the street, right on the corner. Right. So that's where the, the skating rink was out. That was where the dance hall was and all the building was right there across the street where the Bayshore apartments are right now okay. or Bayshore condos, I guess they're calling them now. So interesting. Interesting. And of course there wasn't, 
uh, I mean, there was there was probably a, a fair amount of people there, but of course, it's nothing like it is today. Uh, in Redondo, yes, um, there was quite a few homes around there. Redondo was known as a uh, a summer recreational area, and so there was quite a few homes that okay. were built in the area for people. Uh, it was their summer homes, but there was a lot of people that did live there full time, and uh, uh, it it grew and it's still growing now. But uh, yeah, okay. there there was quite a few people there, and people would come from Tacoma and Seattle to come down and skate. Okay, and this was your grandfather, correct? Grandfather Weston J. Betts, my grandfather. Okay, um, he was quite an innovator in the skating business too. Um, Back in those days, skating rinks were kind of dark and dirty and dingy, and and uh, they used to use metal wheels on the wood, and that metal would create like a black dust. And if you had any type of light-colored clothing on and you fell, uh, you would come out just black. Just covered. <laughs> that, black, that aluminum black dust would just cover you and get into your clothes. Well, my grandfather didn't like that dirt and that dark, you know, feeling. So he put fiber wheels or wood wheels on all his skates and wouldn't allow the metal wheels on his wood floor. Oh, interesting. And that clean, cleaned it up immensely. It, it made for a, a lot cleaner atmosphere. And then he put theater carpet in, which everybody thought he was crazy for putting theater carpet in the off-floor spaces. And they said, you know, that's, right. that's, that's terrible. You can't put that expensive carpet in there. And he says, why not? <laughs> And then he painted all the walls really light colored. And they go, well, the walls are going to get dirty. And he goes, well, if they get dirty, I'll clean them. Right. Or paint them again. And, or paint them again. Correct. Right. And right. so he really, he really cleaned up the, the, uh, the skate, uh, the skate centers and, and kind of made everybody take a second look, you know, how, how clean his was and how clean sure. the facility was compared to what everybody else used to do with the metal wheels and the dark colors. And, but, uh, so sure. he was kind of a, kind of a trendsetter uh especially in the northwest area and uh, a lot of people followed his lead and and made their skating rinks a lot better some great innovation there yes yes so this is and, where uh, this is where your father then got his start in the roller skating business uh per se yes <laughs> per se my my uh dad started out ice skating and he grew up in Lewistown, Montana, and then moved to uh, the Seattle area, actually down in Kent uh, with his father. His dad was a uh, uh, refrigeration engineer, and that's the kind of business my dad was going to get into. And he loved to ice skate. Well, when he got to Tacoma, uh, there wasn't really any ice skating rinks around except for in the wintertime on the lakes or whatever. So he thought he would try roller skating and he went to that King's rink that my grandfather went to, to, you know, to find out about roller skating. Okay. And that's where my dad, he was living in Tacoma at the time. So he skated there. As a matter of fact, I got a picture of him when he won the, the mile championship at King's rink. Um, when he was a young man, probably 17 or 18. Well, he heard about this new rink down in Redondo. So he decided he would try it out. And he said he walked up, the steps to the second floor and and there at the ticket window was this 13 year old girl selling tickets and he looked at her and said i think that's going to be my wife someday oh goodness <laughs> and my dad 
my dad was a little bit older than her. Like, uh, I think he was six or seven years older than she was. So he kept going to Redondo and kept skating and got to know her really well, but he had to wait until she grew up. And, uh, <laughs> so he eventually, uh, <laughs> skated there quite a bit and became a speed skater. And, uh, when my mom was 17 and, uh, like my dad must have been 24 or 25, somewhere in there. I'm not, I can't remember how much age difference they have now. I think it's eight years difference. Um, well, he was going to go back to Cincinnati and race at the national championships back in 1940, 1940, I believe it was. And he wanted my mom to go with him. And my grandfather says, you're not going with him. The only way you're going with him is if, when you're married. So she was about ready to graduate high school in may well in march <laughs> they got married she got to go back and she quit school about two months before she graduated never got her diploma but uh but they got married and uh he taught at the skating rink in redondo and and my mom worked there and and my uh two older sisters uh carol's the oldest and bobby is the second oldest uh they both uh Got to skate quite a bit when they were young, and we got some pictures of them skating at Redondo. Uh, then the next oldest is Mike, my brother, and he was born sure. in 1949. So he got to be there a couple of years, but he doesn't remember too much. He was too young about the rink. But uh, the kids all grew up there, and and uh, my dad built a house next to my grandfather's house on the beach. And that's where mom and dad and, and Carol and Bobby grew up, and Mike uh, lived there for a little bit. and, and uh, Till the big day in January 1951. Yes. And that was the big day that the whole building burnt down to the ground. So. And, okay, now, we, now what, do they know what caused the fire that burned the building down? Uh, they have an idea, but uh, it's just a theory that at that time there was a couple other skating rinks that a person had owned. Oh. And. They mysteriously burnt down about the same time, pretty close within about six to nine months of each oh. other. Um, they, the, the theory is that they possibly, he might have came and burnt that one down just to throw the investigators off because he owned the other two. Um, oh, I don't know if this is true. This is just stories that I hear. Sure. Uh, I, have, I have no proof. But uh, my dad had locked the rink up and... Uh, Bobby was the second oldest was sleeping in the rink and he started to walk home and he go, Oh, I forgot Bobby. And he turned around and he went back and grabbed her and started carrying her down the beach road to go home. And he got about halfway down and somebody hollered out at him, Hey, the skating rink's on fire and wow. the roof was burning up on top. And they think somebody poured gasoline on the roof because it started up on the top. And uh, yeah, it, it, he had one of the largest pipe organs in any skating rink. Yes, um, yes. And that that all burnt to the ground, and and yeah, there's some pictures of the fire, and it was a, a pretty big mess. Oh yes, so, I can only imagine. I can only imagine. Yeah, and a big heartbreak for a lot of people too. Sure, yep. sure. So then, then explain to me how the family gets to Spokane. Okay, so after the rink burnt. Uh, we had some friends, uh, been really close family friends that owned the Tacoma Roller Bowl in Tacoma. Tacoma so Roller my dad Bowl, went, absolutely. 
right. Roger Adams and Dolores Adams and uh, Skip and Lanny and and uh, what called Little Roger and and the family had the roller bowl in Tacoma, South Tacoma Way. Yes, um, I'm familiar. Yes, and uh, so my dad went and taught for him for a little while, and some of the kids that were skating at Redondo went there and, and skated. Um, and then my dad and mom heard about this rink in Spokane that the owner wanted to sell. Silas Cook was his name that owned the rink. Um, the building was built in 1941 and opened up two weeks before Pearl Harbor. And Silas had the rink for about 10 years and had some property. And it was a big gamble because the skating rink was way north of, of uh, Spokane. I mean, it was at that time, uh, there was nothing north of Francis Avenue, and that was about three or four miles to the south of the rink. And it was out on uh, Division Street. Um, the only thing that was really close was Whitworth College was the, uh, the property adjoined us uh, to the south. Okay. And other than that, there was nothing out there. But this building was a good-sized building and um, wasn't the prettiest building at the time. But my mom and dad went and looked at it, and there just so happened to be a house next door that they could live in. And they had some acreage that went along with it, and they decided to take a gamble. And my grandfather said, uh, I believe it might have been about $500 that he loaned them and said, here, take this just in case you need it to get started. <laughs> and my dad said, I won't need it. And they held on to that $500. And about a year later, they said, yep, we didn't need it. And they gave it back to my grandfather. Wow. And uh, they started in 1951. And I believe it was September 1951. So it was about what nine months after the other rink burnt down. Sure. Um, they started Patterson's Rollercade. Uh, so it operated. My dad, I just remember, uh, I was born in 1954. So I was actually born in Seattle, and then my mom brought me back because that's where her baby doctor was, uh, where all the kids were born, uh, Carol, Bobby, and Mike. And so I was born in 1954, and then my mom brought me home, uh, I think, four days after I was born, and, and she had to sell tickets at the ticket office. So she said that she put the little baby carrier on the floor down by her feet. And that was me in there, so I guess I started working when I was four days old. And, and you had your and you had your roller <laughs> skates on. I already know that. Uh, yeah, I, I had them on probably by the time I was probably seven, eight months old. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it, that's where I grew up was in that skating rink and lived next door. I mean, what an ideal thing for a kid to have a, a skating rink and and having all those friends and kids that you knew growing up and having them there with you. Some of the older guys that worked were like big oh, brothers sure. to me and sure. and uh yeah it was a great place to grow up had hundreds of acres behind the building that was undeveloped where i could ride bicycles and then eventually motorcycles when sure. i got older and, and uh yeah i i think i'm really privileged to be able to grow up in an area like that it was it was a great place absolutely and plus you were kind of a celebrity because you know your mom and dad they, they he owns a skating rink you know that That's was right. kind of like a big playground so Oh, sure yeah. it was. Sure it was. So that's how they got to Spokane. And uh, I just remember every summer, my dad would remodel something. And if you saw the original, what the building looked like originally and what you say now, we've had people come in and say, 
yeah, I used to skate here when the old building was here. And they said, well, this is the old building. No, it's, it's not. Same it's, building. it's not the same building. It's the same building. It's just been, my dad remodeled it, rearranged everything and put, you know, fixed. Sure. Uh, uh, just amazing. If you literally see the steps, I wish we would have had photographs that would show the difference, but we got a few, but not too many. Yeah. But, uh, so my mom and dad operated it from 1951. And then, uh, uh, Carol, our oldest, uh, her and her husband went to Wenatchee and bought the Wenatchee Roller Bowl. Or actually, I, I'm not sure if they bought it or leased it, um, but they went to Wenatchee, and I believe this was probably 1962, 63 in there somewhere. And uh, they operated that until, I think, 1968. Um, and then uh, they ended up uh, getting Tiffany's, which is in Puyallup. In Puyallup, and, and And there was one in Kent. Yes. And then there was a different manager in the one in Spokane. But, and so there so, was originally three three Tiffany rinks, yeah. So so Tiffany's, Puyallup, and Kent were both family-owned. That was, yeah, that was Carol and her husband, Dennis okay. King. Yeah. Okay. Uh, they operated those two rinks. And then the Tiffany's in Spokane was operated by, uh, I believe his name was Jerry Peltier, and he operated that one in Spokane. Okay, okay. Um, so that was in 1968. So Carol had her two ranks in Kent, Puyallup. Um, and then my sister, Bobby, the second oldest, uh, married Ben Winkler. And Ben worked for my dad uh, probably since he was out of high school in 62, 63, and they got married, I believe, in 64. And then they actually tried to, uh, to operate a rink down in Coos Bay, Oregon uh, okay. for a short time. And I think they were there for maybe a couple years. And then uh, I I believe my probably my mom and dad probably talked them into coming back to Spokane and helping them out there. And uh, Ben and Bobby eventually became uh, managers and then owners of the rink, uh, Patterson's Rollercade which uh, later became uh, North Division Rollercade, and then it became Patterson's North. Right. And okay. Ben and Bobby, uh, I believe it was 1974 when they took over uh, the skating rink and actually bought it from my mom and dad. And uh, they retired, and they moved back to Redondo and actually lived on the hill just above Redondo uh, for quite a few years. And then uh, right before their passing, um, they actually moved into a condo and they figured it was right where my dad first met my mom upstairs. They were oh, on the second wow. floor wow. and they, my mom, dad kind of figured it out on the property and what, you know, looking at landmarks and said, this is exactly where he saw her for the first time was the wow. condo they lived in. So that, that was kind of neat. Yeah, so, that is fabulous. Now at some point in the story, somebody or a family member goes to Everett. Is that correct? Yes, my my mom was the oldest of uh, Weston Betts and Weston and Lurie Betts. Uh, she was the oldest, and then Byron Betts was the uh, middle uh, child, and then Barbara Betts or Bobby England uh, married Eric England, who was a Federal Way uh, graduate and uh, grew up around the Federal Way area, which is right by Redondo, just up the hill. Uh, they got married, and Eric was a carpenter. Uh, built houses, uh, kind of did a lot of different things. And uh, 
they got married in a, in the rink up in Everett. Um, that was, I'm not sure originally who owned the building, but Roger Dolores Adams from the Tacoma Roller Bowl. And then Skip uh, Dolores was the oldest in his, his family. Well, she ended up running the rink and they bought the rink up in Everett originally. And they operated it through the 50s. And then they decided to sell it. And Bobby England and Eric England ended up buying the rink that was, I believe it was, is it Pacific Avenue? It was right across the street from the PUD um, in downtown Everett. Yeah. It was maybe, just, a Hewitt, maybe a Hewitt Avenue, maybe is what it was on. It was just, it was just east of, of I-5 at this point, was it not? Uh, Once I-5 actually, was built. No, it's actually west of I-5. Oh, okay. I'm thinking you, of something else then. Okay. Before you get to Pacific Avenue, um, it was uh, if you're familiar where the PUD is and where the train tracks go into the tunnel, it wasn't too far from there. It was like, okay. I'm trying to think of the street names because I used to go visit and live with them in the summertime because they had a uh, their oldest son, Bobby and Eric's oldest son named Gary England. And I were pretty close in the same age. So we were kind of like brothers and I'd go visit them in the summertime and, and he'd come over and visit us in Spokane. And, sure. and uh, you know, we had a lot of fun together and we're still great friends. And uh, so uh, Bobby and Eric ended up buying that rink and I believe it was 61 and operated it. And then I'm not sure on the date, it could be 1974, uh, 75, 76 era, they built the new rink up in Everett or up at, uh, by Silver Lake right off of uh, I-5, which would have been east of I-5. Okay, that's the building uh, I'm thinking about. That's Yeah, they had a rink before that one that was okay. actually downtown. Okay, so, okay. And they, they built the new one. Um, yeah, I believe it's just across the freeway from the Tacoma, or I mean the Everett Mall. Yes. Um, I that think that, that yeah. was built after that. I think that's right. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. So they've been there since the uh, mid-70s and operating that one. And that one, uh, uh, Bobby and Eric also had twin daughters, Terry and Sherry. Um, Terry is now operating the rink. Uh, Eric is still around. Uh, he's still uh, as busy as ever. So, um, it, so it's still in the family. <laughs> Still in the family. Yeah, okay. Uh, yep, it's called the Skate Deck, and it's up in, uh, I guess it would be the Silver Lake area, uh, right off the freeway, and yep. it's been there for quite a few uh, quite a few years, since the 70s. So, um, so Terry is operating it, and now her son, uh, Ryan, and I believe Corey and Brittany are her kids, and they all are part, you know, they part, uh, they operate it, and I, I'm not sure exactly who's actually running it, but uh, I think Ryan and Corey are the main two people that are operating the rink, yeah. and and Terry is still involved. So, yeah. Um, in 1968, let's go back to my mom and dad. Okay. Uh, 
bought some property in Federal Way since mom, <laughs> my mom didn't really care for Spokane that much. She liked it, but she she was a Western, a West Side girl. And she was she from Redondo. She was from Redondo, and that's where she grew up, and that's where she wanted to go back to. Okay. Um, so they found some property up in Federal Way, um, and in 1968, they purchased, uh, it was originally, I think, three and a half acres. And uh, if anybody remembers the Y Cafe, and I believe there was a Union 76 gas station on the corner, that was the property that they purchased. And um, they decided they were going to build a skating rink on the south end of the property. And in 1968, uh, it kind of went back and forth, and we got some plans drawn up. And it was going to be a huge skating rink, bigger than the Oaks Park. I mean, the floor size was going to be uh, a lot larger than what the current one is. And the current one's pretty big as it is. But uh, it was going to be even larger. And then something financially in the markets or something kind of got messed up and they decided, no, I think we better hold off. And, uh, I mean, we were all ready to move over, um, to Seattle. I remember I had to sell my motorcycle and I had to, you know, do a bunch of stuff because we were going to move to Seattle and, and I really didn't have a choice in the matter, but, um, being like 14 years old at the time, you know, losing all your friends and, but, uh, the deal fell through. Uh, I got to buy another motorcycle, so that was okay, uh, a faster one. So <laughs> I was happy with that. Okay, so the but, plans uh, the plans to build on the Federal Way property fell through. That fell through at the moment, yeah, okay. at the time. Okay. And so they held on to the property, though, and uh, eventually they, the restaurant closed up and they tore down the building on the restaurant. Uh, the gas station turned into a convenience store. Well, if you've been by the property lately you've seen that both highways are five lanes on both sides now yes. well, back in those days it was <laughs> four lanes on one and and two on the other and when they redid the intersection our property kept getting squeezed and and we lost the gas station and lost that property um but my mom and dad decided to build a building on the point which was originally built for oral wheat bread company uh, as a okay. bread distribution center for uh, day-old bread. They had a little store inside and they had a delivery place that they could deliver fresh bread to the back of the, uh, the building. And so we built that, I believe, in 74, 73. So that gave my parents some income on that property. Uh, the rest was still just a vacant lot. And then uh, the Federal Way rate, um, the one that was up at uh, Santa Fe, the... Uh, the shopping center. There yes. used to be a roller yes. skating rink up in there. Um, it closed down, I believe, in 1977, 76, 77, sometime around there. And at that time, that's when roller skating was really starting to skyrocket uh, in 78, 79, becoming really popular. Sure. And uh, there was a company called Skate World that was uh, – building all over the place and skate king was another company that was building skating rinks all over the puget sound area um my dad said hey if we're going to build a skating rink we better do it now before anybody else comes into federal way because it's prime property for a skating rink so they started building in the in the winter of 1979 and well actually i guess it would be the springtime 
And my brother, Mike, and myself, uh, our parents said, you guys want to come over and operate it? And we both said yes and left our sister behind in Spokane because we okay. both had worked for her. <laughs> and uh, So you guys are in, so your, we, in your, what, your 20s now? I was 25, and Mike was at least four and a half years. He was almost 30, or he could have been okay. 30 at the time. Okay. So we were supposed to open in the fall of, of 1979, but by the time they got the hardwood floor down and, and got the building all put together and we got everything operating and all the skates together, we opened on December 5th of 1979. And I remember thinking um, – you know, maybe we should do a, like a like a soft opening, what they call it, where they can practice and stuff. Sure. So we just said, you know, let's not open on a Friday night. That would be too crazy. Let's open on a Wednesday night, get our feet wet, and maybe Thursday night. And uh, we opened the doors on Wednesday night, and we had over 700 people come <laughs> oh. in. And all these employees that didn't know what to expect, and, and my brother and I were – and, and Mike's wife, Kay, and my wife, Janet, okay. who, by the way, was yes. nine months pregnant. Uh, she, <laughs> and my mom you're, and dad. You're in the ticket uh, booth. <laughs> yeah, 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 you're in the ticket booth. Uh, they, uh, we got open, and we, and we survived <laughs> a three-hour session with 700 people. Wow. And then Thursday night was almost as bad. And then we opened for the weekend, and, and uh, it was – I mean, that was like the perfect timing, and, and we opened up, sure. and, and uh, so that's the start of the skating rink, and then five days after we opened, my second oldest son was, or my second son, second child, I should say, was born five days after the rink opened, so wow. kind of bad timing on that situation, you're trying to, you know, yep. bring in a new baby into the family, and then you got the skating rink that's five days old, so. Exactly. Yeah. Wow. So. Wow, what an interesting story! So and, you know, I, 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 we, you and I could probably sit here and talk for probably another half an hour <laughs> if we wanted to here, but you know, yeah. I, I just, I just now, now I understand. Okay, you had a you you had an opportunity to purchase a rink in Tacoma, then. Yes, actually, I ended up leasing it for the time being. Okay, and it was it was the old spinning wheels rink, and that was in 1996 in Parkland. In Parkland, with the and, uh, uh, now, how many floods did you go through there with the creek that well, was behind the building? <laughs> we actually took over the rake in October, and we remodeled it, put brand new carpeting in, and everything. And December, we had a flood that came through the building, and we were three feet, four feet underwater in wow. parts of the building. All the carpet was underwater. Um, it was a mess. And it was right during Christmas vacation when, you know, the busiest time of the year for skating. Sure. When everybody's the kids are on off. Christmas break. Sure. Correct. Yeah. Sure. So that was kind of a mess getting all that cleaned up. But, uh, you know, the carpet had that real fine, silty dirt that sure. flows in the water when it flows through the building. Sure. And it took us a long time to get that out of the carpet. But right. we, the carpet survived and the, and the rink survived. And we were there until 2002. So we were there for about five years. Yeah. And then, uh, and I believe it was around 2001 or two, uh, my sister and brother-in-law, uh, Bobby and Ben Winkler decided to retire. 
So Mike's oldest son, Sean, uh, and his wife, Jericho, yes. ended up uh, buying the Spokane rink, which belonged to my mom and dad. Sure. Um, they bought the skating rink, and they've been there since, I think, 2001 or two. I'm not exactly sure wow. on the date on that one. But, uh, you know, they've been there almost 20 years now themselves. And uh, they've been operating it. And Mike's second oldest uh, son, Darren, he is uh, – Help, um, helping Mike and Kay run the Federal Way Ring. Okay. And Mike Mike wants to retire, but he just can't get out of there. <laughs> um, <laughs> so he's operating the Federal Way Ring. And then their youngest son is actually a real estate uh, person down in San Diego. So oh, he, wow. he he didn't stay in the skating business, so he went to San Diego. Yeah, see, so, I, I can I can remember I can remember Mike's two oldest sons when they were just uh, really little kids. Sean and Darren. Yes, yeah. and I think uh, I think their youngest was probably Mark? a yeah. He was probably like a year old, as I think as far back as I can remember. Um, yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, so, yeah, that's uh, yeah, it's uh, still in the family. Uh, the Kent rink was sold. Um, the Tiffany's rink in Puyallup. Uh, was taken over by my oldest sister, sister's youngest son, okay. Dennis Jr. Okay. So De- Dennis Jr. is now, and his wife uh, are operating the one in Piola. Um, okay. And uh, unfortunately, this last September, they had a fire. They that had the came fire. Into the building. Yes. And uh, so I'm not exactly sure what's happening with that right now, but he, he plans on rebuilding as far as I know. Yes. He's going to raise the building up about, four or five feet from what it is now because is what I was the Puyallup River floods in the in the springtime and, and it fills up the parking know, lot. And one time it did come <laughs> into the building. So yeah, we had to help try to save that hardwood floor in there and, oh, and, sure. and we uh, we ended up raising the whole floor up and blowing hot air underneath the floor to dry out the, the subfloor oh, wow. to get all that moisture out of sure. there. Sure. But uh, yeah, he saved the floor though. That was pretty amazing that we did that. And everybody yeah. said it can't can't be done. But, but I remember going down there and helping him trying to get that floor up off the ground. So yeah, um, so that's operated by my oldest sister Carol's uh, youngest son, De- Dennis Jr. Um, Eric and Bobby England, who owned the rink up in Everett, for yes, their oldest son uh, in 1999. Uh, built a new rink up in Burlington, <laughs> up uh, Skagit Skate, um, up in the Burlington area. So they've been operating that one since 1999. Um, so that's that's Terry and his uh, older, Terry's older brother, Gary, the one that I used to go visit in the summertime. Uh, so he operates that rink along with Karen, his wife. And then he's got uh, three sons and the youngest, Josh and, and uh uh, I believe helps him operate the rink up in Burlington. So before Gary uh, went to Burlington, uh, he actually had a rink down in Centralia called the Roller Drome, uh, which is the oldest skating rink in Washington State. It started in 1910. Um, Gary was there for, I believe, the 1990s, late 1980s, uh, 1990s. And then when he was moving to Burlington and decided to build the rink up there, he was looking for somebody to buy it. And he had a couple offers from some people. And there is a uh, gentleman named Randy Ray 
that I went to school with in fourth grade. Well, we became really good friends and Randy wanted to get into the roller skating business. And I kept telling my cousin that, Hey, you got to talk to Randy. You know, he worked for Kaiser. He's got some money saved up for a down payment that he could, uh, he can do it. And they kind of kept, eh, you know, maybe, maybe not, maybe not. And finally I got the two of them together and he bought the Centralia rink in like or, uh, night 2000, the year 2000. Right. And he's had that one for 21 years now. Right. now and now this here's is... my, here's, Go ahead. It's just the best. It's just the best friend from school that that, <laughs> that liked that, the skating rink so much, and he that, worked for my mom and dad. I was going to say that skated with you in Spokane. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, we went to high school together, junior high and high school, and we were good friends. And and he went off into the Marine Corps, and 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 then came back and worked for Bobby and Benny as a manager for a while, and. And then ended up getting his own rink in 2000, and him and his wife uh, Chris operate the Centralia Roller Drome uh, along with their daughter. And uh, so it's all been kind of family things where the you know the parents get the rinks and the kids help out and and help operate it. And so uh, yeah, there's quite a few. I wonder if I'm missing any rinks here. I think I got no. them all. Hey, the, well, <laughs> you, you know what? What what a fabulous story. I have I have two before we before we we. Uh, put an end to this conversation here. I have two quick questions for you. Okay. Number one is uh, biggest highlight in being a roller skating rink owner. Uh, being the biggest highlight. Yes. Uh, well, Mike's been a speed coach uh, since the early seventies and a couple years in the 1990s, he got a little bit tired. And so I tried to coach for a couple of years. And I guess one of the highlights is that I got to coach Apollo Ono uh, when he was yes. uh, about 9, 10, 11 years old and took him back to nationals. And he was my first national champion uh, speed skater for, on roller skates. And that was also the first year that they actually brought in inline speed skating, too. Okay. And he should he should have won that also, but he ended up getting third at nationals because he was playing around in one race and got fouled out. Oh, and after yes. goofing around, yeah. but, but yeah. he um, he was my first national champion. So Apollo Ono would have to be a big one. That's awesome. Um, and then the other one, I guess, would be serving on the board of directors for the Roller Skating Association uh, for about ten years uh, during the nineteen nineties. Got to serve on all kinds of committees, like publishing committee. Got to be on the executive committee, um, and that's pretty much uh, serving the Northwest rank operators. And we all had sections around the country, and this was the national association. Uh, got to do that for about ten years, and that yeah. was a lot of fun. Got to meet a lot of different rank operators from all around the sure. whole country. Oh, and, sure. And so, yeah, you know, you know. You had you had made comment a little while back about the the old Tacoma Roller Bowl. Yeah, uh, I had an opportunity that 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 building was sold off. It is now a Hyundai car dealership. Correct. And I went in there a couple of years ago, and the showroom still has the original skating floor in it. Still has the hardwood floor, huh? Still That's has the hardwood floor from the skating rink in it, and that was that was something I didn't expect to see. But there's cars parked on it now, but it is still there. <laughs> well, you know, I, uh, I'm going to have to come back and see it sometime. I know I've driven by it a few times, but never had the 
I too many memories of the skating rink, and I didn't want to go in there and see it. So yeah, I it, might have to go in and just take a look. It it is still there. And matter of fact, I know that that I had some conversations with the general manager, and I told him he needs to put like some old some old uh, Tacoma rollerball pictures up to uh, <laughs> yeah to just kind of you know show off that 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 floor is still there. Yeah, that would be a great idea. Yeah, well, absolutely. I know that Salty's has some pictures of the Redondo skating rink in the restaurant. If you look at the wall when you sure. walk down the hallway, sure. uh, there's pictures of the skating rink and what it looked like, and and uh, yeah, there's there's quite a few some really good pictures uh, of the skating rink at Redondo. Sure, sure. Well, the second question I was going to ask is is uh, kind of your biggest maybe regret but i think that'll probably we'll have to talk about the the flood at the <laughs> at the parkland uh, uh what now that was that was officially what did you call it pattison south correct wasn't it pattison yeah pattison south uh right. there was pattison's north in spokane pattison's west in federal way absolutely pattison south in tacoma so great actually parkland yes yes well, I'm going to invite anyone who is going to be listening to us here to uh, put your put your kids in the car once uh, once we get some places opened up here and head out to your nearest skating rink. Uh, if you're up in the Federal Way, Washington area, uh, head up to Patterson's West. Uh, I can't speak highly enough of of Larry here that I have on the phone tonight and uh, his brother Mike who I've known for a very, very long time. It's been way too long since we've talked. Uh, but in closing here, Larry, anything else you want to add? Well, the, the skating rinks have gotten hit really hard by COVID. Uh, matter of fact, they got to open up for a couple of weeks with very limited amount of people coming in uh, this last fall, and now they're closed again. Finally, this week, uh, Federal Way and, and uh, Everett get to open up but uh, Burlington cannot open, Spokane cannot open, and these guys are still paying their bills, and they've been shut down pretty much for 10 months, almost coming up on 11 months now that they haven't been able to open their doors, but they still have to pay all their license fees. They still have to pay their property taxes. Uh, they're getting some very limited funds, but we need to go out there and support them 100% if we want to keep these skating rinks because if, if they disappear – uh, they they won't be back, and it's a great place for kids to to grow up and, and have some good recreation. But uh, they are having some issues right now. Uh, I think the main reason they're they're hanging on as long as they are is because they've been operating for so long. But my cousin's already gone through all his uh, his uh, retirement funds. Um, I mean, they're getting down to their last penny, and they're just across the border and they can't open up because they're in Skagit County and not in Snohomish County. Right. Right. And, uh, uh, so, uh, Spokane's in the same boat. They can't open either. Even though 40 miles away, there's a skating rink in Coeur d'Alene, Idaho, that's been operating all winter with right. no restrictions. So, um, you know, it's, it, it's tough for them. Um, uh, it's tough for a lot of people, restaurants and all that. We need to support these businesses and make sure that they can keep, you know, continue to operate. And uh, they're great for the community, uh, great place for kids to go. Yes, and, absolutely. Uh, absolutely. Yep. Well, Larry, I want to thank you for joining me tonight. Um, I know that uh, you'll probably be talking to your brother, Mike, 
and telling him uh, that we did this little interview. Uh, give him my best. Uh, we're all getting old. So uh, <laughs> you got that right. <laughs> Uh, but again, I just want to thank you for joining me here tonight, and uh, I really do appreciate you taking the time. Sure, I you know I appreciate telling the stories. You know, I, I've listened to all my mom and dad's stories, and I'm glad I could remember them and 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 pass the word along. and And it was a pleasure doing the interview tonight. Thank you. Absolutely, thank you so much. Well, thanks everyone for joining us tonight. Again, to remind you, if you have someone you think might be a popular guest for us, uh, please send out a quick email to theveneration at outlook.com and uh, please tune in next week for our next episode. Thank you very much.